Well, aloha from Maui, Hawaii. It's Michael Benner with the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School for today. We're live on January 22nd of 2012. Happy to be here. So it's 1 o'clock on the west coast of the U.S. It's 11 a.m. here in Maui. Uh, 4 o'clock in the east and 21 hours GMT. Of course, we're podcast. Many people will be listening to this a couple of days after the fact. Always streaming as well from theagelesswisdom.com. Thank you for forwarding the newsletter and telling your friends. Thank you. Uh, thanks also, mahalo, for coming to our social net. We've had um, a nice increase in membership, and it's making a difference on our social site. The Ageless Wisdom social site is, um, it has its own URL. It's pretty close to theagelesswisdom.com. That's my primary site, the W's dot, theagelesswisdom.com. Yet, if you go to the W's dot, theagelesswisdom.ning.com, N like Nancy, N-I-N-G, ning.com, you'll come upon our social net, which is a blog that anybody can write and also comment on, a discussion group, where you can initiate a thread or comment on someone else's thread. There is a very cool new chat room that we've just added as well. Some remarkable videos from YouTube selected by other members, all of whom, like you, are interested in personal and spiritual development, in self-awareness and growth, and spiritual activism as well. really runs the gamut. We have some very unique people. And I've also added some questions to the profile that allow you to use an advanced search option to find like, uh, yeah, like-minded people, uh, people who share your career or your interests, your your hobbies or avocations, um, who maybe have a similar take on making a contribution to the world being a better place. So you can check the Members tab and see more about other people uh, with this new expanded profile. That's mandatory for the new people that come in, and uh, yet if you've been with us for a while on that social net, you have the option of going back to your profile, and if you just log in and click on Settings, you'll see those questions, and then the answers will appear on your my page, your profile page underneath the comments. That's real cool. I had somebody come in the other day and they were from a remote area in the United States and they were able to type the city in and they found somebody else in the same city that they had never met before through this site. So that's what we're talking about. And yet there's people from all over the world uh, on this site. And if you'll invite your friends It'll grow. It's ad-free, and it's free for you to use. We incur all the expense at the uh, Ageless Wisdom Social Net. Again, after the W's, nobody really types those anymore, do they? But you need the T-H-E. It's the Ageless Wisdom dot Ning, 
N-I-N-G, and like Nancy, dot com, theagelesswisdom.ning.com. And then for the main site, you just lose Ning, theagelesswisdom.com. Today we're going to talk about one of the core questions, the key questions in all the philosophy, and that has to do with identity and the motive that flows from your identity. In other words, who are you? Who are you? And the follow-up questions, I guess the subtitle would be, uh, how would you know? Or what difference does it make, really? And uh, we'll be talking about this in depth in the premium training that follows in about 25 minutes. So I hope you'll join the rest of us at uh, the premium training site today. If you're all enrolled, thank you for enrolling. You can sign up for one class, a 13-week term or a full year at theagelesswisdom.com. Just click on webinars and then premium training. And we'll meet you over there a little later. But I like to do this free intro for everybody. And we'll do a little meditation here to give you a sense of what it's all about. We always do this 30 minutes up front for free for everybody. We podcast this part. And then uh, if you'd like to hang with us for another 90 minutes and really get into it and really benefit from the instruction then uh, for a handful of, uh, well, it's anywhere from six ninety five. that's the most you'd pay for a single class, down to $3 and change if you uh, take advantage of the discount and enroll for a longer period of time. That's, that's the premium training. And uh, it's not that I, you know, reserve secrets for the premium training that I'm not willing to announce up front. It's not like a big tease. We'll talk about it here in the uh, in the, the opening segment. But uh, we just go more into depth, and I like that. Because this is a deep topic. Who are you, and how would you know? What difference does it make? Well, wouldn't it be nice to be genuine and to realize that you're being genuine? So much of our behavior is either automatic, it's like robotic, it's doing the same thing the way you've always done it because that's the way you always did it, and not even thinking or choosing a particular behavior or a particular form of speech. Most of what we do, we do unconsciously without any thought. And in addition to the automatic or robotic behavior that is the bulk of what we do on a daily basis. Much of the rest of who we are is a character that we sort of invent or choose that represents a person that we would like to be. This often has more to do with pleasing other people than with being truly genuine. Um... We have, I think, from childhood, from having been often criticized by parents who thought criticism was parenting, a lot of parents don't know the difference between real parental guidance and just plain old criticism. We're back to that 
robotic behavior. The idea that, well, that's the way I was parented. You hear that all the time. Well, I got beat up. <laughs> My parents, when they were kids, got beat up. Uh, I don't see anything wrong with it. I survived. And yet uh, those of us who have to work with the uh, counseling, the people that have been victims of that kind of child abuse, you come to realize in my profession that even to be ignored by your parents is abusive, that not all abuse is getting beat up or, or verbally criticized. There's all forms of humiliation. Just being in a big family where your parents forget about you, you know, home alone, <laughs> that kind of thing. Or they call you by the wrong name. Or you're the youngest and there's a big age difference and you sort of figure I was a mistake and I, I really wasn't wanted. Or to be the, uh, uh, you know, I counseled a woman once who was like the fifth of five girls and she had no brothers and she could not escape the feeling that her father really wanted her to be a boy and uh, had a problem with that. So we're imprinted at uh, birth and throughout our childhood with the criticisms of our parents, the expectations of our parents, most parenting, uh, much parenting. It's up to you to decide to what extent this applies to you comes from a place of you're my child, you're, you're chattel as much as you're my child, you're a slave, you're property, I own you the way I own my house, the way I own my car, the way I own other things, the lawnmower, I own you, you're my kid, and as long as you're in my house, you'll do what I tell you to do. And that means you're going to be in my religion, and you're going to have my politics. And by God, you better have my position on important issues. And if I'm a racist, I expect you to be a racist, and on and on and on. And what choice do we have, often, as kids, but to emulate that? And there's a big reward, usually, for pleasing your parents. They feed you. <laughs> they clothe you, they stop beating you, you know, sometimes they're even happy with you. And so this pressure to conform is very confusing as a child, and sometimes we make false assumptions. I'm saying sometimes, how about often, how about most of the time? I don't want to exaggerate, but I don't think it is an exaggeration to say that we grow up then as teenagers and young adults who, to a large extent, have forgotten that we've made a bunch of false assumptions about ourselves based not on how we really feel or what we truly think or believe, but on a desire to please our parents. In psychology, this is often called emotional dependence we create relationships with other people that do the same thing and that's classically called codependence and it's an emotion swap like I'll please you and make you happy but by God you better dedicate yourself to pleasing me and making me happy 
And we learn that as children because children are dependent upon their parents, totally dependent when we're really young. We, we don't know where food comes from. We don't even know what food is, right? Remember the first time you discovered meat was really a dead animal? Do you? <laughs> I remember one morning I was eating eggs, and my mother. I, I asked my mother where the egg came from. She explained to me simply but rather graphically where the egg came from. I, I couldn't finish my eggs. A couple of days later, I was back at it because I really liked the flavor, and I managed to process the concept of the chicken laying the egg. But some people never get over that, right? Meat is what? Meat is a... <laughs> you don't know anything. You don't know... A friend of mine, their their little daughter asked them the other day, how do you remember as you drive around Los Angeles how to get from here to here? And I thought it was a pretty good question. They're just sort of getting to that age where they're exploring space and paying attention when they drive the car and Wondering, gosh, how do you get from, uh, you know, Glendale to Santa Monica without getting lost, for example? Uh, that's fascinating to a kid. We don't know anything. We're totally dependent upon our parents. And they brand us. My wife Doreen showed me a cartoon a couple of days ago of a, of a baby being born and the obstetrician is holding the baby up by the, by the ankles and on the table next to where the baby is being born are what appear to be branding irons. And on each branding iron is a different religious symbol. So there's a cross, there's a Star of David, there's the Muslim crescent moon, there's, um, I don't know, I think a pentagram for Wiccans. And these, these branding irons, like on birth, like a cow, you're going to brand this kid Christian, Jew, Muslim. Well, wait a minute. How about letting the child decide for themselves on religion, on politics? I mean, families are broken up over this stuff. You say, really? Over, like, politics? Over economics? Over questions of social justice? Yeah. Of course. I mean, the Civil War, there were many cases in the American Civil War of brother fighting brother because they had different political views. So one brother is fighting for the Union and the other brother is fighting for the Confederacy, shooting hot lead at each other because they disagree over politics. You've seen it at the Thanksgiving table or the Christmas where your holiday is destroyed by some political or religious argument that is based in emotions that supposedly reflects an identity. But bottom line, the individual never chose it. It was thrust upon them at childhood. They... It becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy because then we attract as kids other like-minded kids. You know, you hang out with kids that have your interests and then you're attracted to certain schools or or vocations.
vacations based on, you know, this whole lifestyle. And uh, what I'm saying is most of it is not chosen by the individual. Then we get to a point that's often referred to as the midlife crisis. And this could be as early as uh, your 30s, your early 30s. Uh, often it's not until your 50s and your in your 40s or 50s where suddenly you realize that the identity that you've chosen for yourself, usually as a teenager, although, again, there's factors going all the way back to birth, you, you get to a point where you realize you've outgrown that identity, or at least parts of that identity you've outgrown. And it's like a... It's like gaining 20 pounds. Those pants don't fit anymore. You can't get your shirt buttoned. This identity that you've carried uh, is not working for you. It's not really true. You know, Maybe all your life you've been in favor of capital punishment because your parents were in favor of capital punishment and you just knew it was a deterrent to crime. And then one day you read an article that says, America is one of the only countries in the world that still has capital punishment, and you don't really have much respect for any of the other countries that that do it. And you go, my God, I thought I thought this was sort of universal. I sort of took it for granted. And then you find out it's not a deterrent to crime whatsoever. That America, unlike any other nation in the world, we we imprison far higher percentages of our people. America is a prison nation when it comes to the number of our people that are behind bars. And still, you may find yourself clamoring for tougher judges and longer sentences and three-strike laws and lock them up and throw away the key as well as capital punishment. You just didn't know that we're already an aberration in the world, locking up far more of our citizens than any other nation in the world. Not even so-called backward or primitive nations. You know, like China or Yemen or Saudi Arabia. They don't come cold. They can't hold a candle to us when it comes to locking your neighbor into prison and throwing away the key. You didn't know that. You were in favor of guns. The idea that you got to have a gun, i got a right to have a gun, so I'm going to have three or four guns. And, uh, of course, chances are you're 600%, six times more likely to be killed or injured by a gun you own than to ever use it in self-defense. But people don't want facts. My daddy had a gun, and his daddy had a gun, and I want to kill something. Uh, I want to feel important and powerful. I want to fantasize about shooting the neighbor kid when he comes to try to steal my flat screen TV. We don't know who we are. We don't choose who we are. We don't even know how to know who we are. And that's some of what we're going to talk about. I give you a big clue that we're going to explore in depth in the premium training. I'll give you the key to get in the door 
and then you can decide whether you want to come in the door with us in a few minutes here as we go to the premium training. You are not what you think about yourself or about the world so much as you are what you care about and the way you feel And if you're not a feeling person, if you've repressed your emotional nature and you rely excessively on your thoughts, then it's going to be really difficult for you to know who you are. But as you develop an ability to balance thought with feeling, and to know that thoughts are largely objective about the world around you, and feelings are very personal. They're not done to you. They come from you. Feelings are your personal, intimate response to what's happening in the world around you. Emotional feelings are the essence of subjectivity, and you are how you feel more than you are what you think, and in a nutshell, you are what you love. You are what you care about. You are what you're interested in. You are what's important to you. You are what you're fascinated or intrigued with. In other words, not only do you have available to you, within you, the love that most people spend their whole lives looking for from others, you are that love. You are that caring nature, your capacity to care, to give a hoot, to believe this matters and this is important, whatever it is, speaks directly to your identity and the motives for the way you feel and the way you think and the way you speak and the way you behave. Just close your eyes for a minute. Take a slow breath. Oh, and as you exhale, ah, feel the relaxation, feel the letting go. Do that a second or a third time, nice, slow, deep breathing. And just relax and ask yourself, as your mind begins to quiet and your emotional nature becomes more calm, Ask yourself, what do I care about? What's really important to me? Why do I believe this is important? Why do I care? And ideas, maybe even answers, will occur to you. Why do I care? What fascinates me? What has always interested me? Am I being true to myself? And in my integrity and pursuing my passions, 
Am I following my bliss? Or am I still preoccupied with creating an appearance and pleasing other people, even if it means betraying the truth of who I am? Ponder on this. Come back here and spend some time reflecting on what do I care about and why do I care? And taking a nice breath now, big, slow, deep inhalation. Hold as you peak and as you exhale. Ah. Relax with a full memory and a deep understanding of what you've just done. Feeling fine, better and better, better than before. Hey, join the rest of us at the premium training at the bottom of the hour here, one thirty Pacific, just a couple of minutes from now. If you're not yet enrolled, go to theagelesswisdom.com, click on webinars and premium training. You can enroll in about 60 seconds, and the thank you page will have the URL, the web address, and also the uh, password that you need for today's class. We'll go into depth on this topic, who are you? In any event, thanks a lot for being here. Have a wonderful week. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. Aloha from Maui, Hawaii.